Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, the comedy history podcast. I'm Brian Rupert, joined here by Stephen Badagliaco and Anne Ancolati. Hi. Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we just finished our next three uh, movies. Well, the last three movies, I guess I'm saying the right thing. And we're going to pick now the next three movies we're going to watch. And when we do these episodes, we try to um, have a little fun, talk about some things in history that we may not get to cover in movies. Uh, these are more fun episodes, and at the end, we're going to pick the next things uh, we get to watch. Yeah, an event or a person. Which, uh, a lo- peek behind the curtain, this was my original concept before the show, right? Before Anthony yes. decided movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm the bad guy. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think you're the bad guy at all. I like the movie idea. I think mm. it's better. And I, I actually like that we combined the two. Oh, I, I think it worked yeah. out well. I like yeah. breaking it up like this. It breaks up the monotony. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, it's another movie, another week. Right. It's like you get a little taste, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you like us talking freer a little more. You know, you get one of those a month. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I have to say, uh, we do have an email address now. Okay, so if mm-hmm. you would like to email us, the uh, email you could reach us at is reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. So, again, that's reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. And send us an email. Tell us what you think. Maybe you like a format, prefer a format. Maybe you hate Steve. You want us to kick him off the show. (laughs) You don't think he's worthy. He's not funny. He doesn't belong. You know, if you have, like, any thoughts like that, just just let us know. Yeah. What's that again? I have something I have to write. (laughs) (laughs) That's reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. I'm going to log in and just see hate mail from you two. <laughs> it's our personal emails. Yeah, like yeah. like, like Brian.Rupert. Like, yeah. <laughs> you actually sign it with your real names. <laughs> so, so uh, What's new, fellas? Yeah, anything new with you guys before we dive in? How's no. life? Steve? He's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> no, life's good. Life's good. My cat's having surgery soon. Oh, no. Yeah, her second surgery. She has cancer. So maybe I'll... I'll (laughs) I feel like I'm in the Debbie Downer sketch. (laughs) Wow. That's the only thing that's new. Wow. (laughs) Sorry. Wow. I met a girl sang the blues. You asked. (laughs) I asked her for some happy news. (laughs) (laughs) She just smiled and turned away. (laughs) You're getting ready to get married. Any uh, cool wedding stories? Is there such a thing (laughs) as a cool wedding story? (laughs) I had a cool wedding. Oh, you did have a cool wedding. Yeah, right. but did you have a cool wedding setup story? Like, was it a lot of fun signing paperwork? I, I had fun planning the wedding because I was like, I'm doing ridiculous shit. Yeah, you went a little over the top. Brian had you the did. devil's mascot at his wedding with a <laughs> t-shirt cannon. Shattered glass all over <laughs> our dinner. Yeah. None of us got to eat. Right. I love the nickname you guys were giving me. I was calling you the Sun King <laughs> because Brian w- really pulled out all the stops. It was like Versailles. <laughs> He's fucking Louis the Fourteenth. Just has it all. <laughs> the Hall of Mirrors. Would you have been surprised <laughs> if he walked out in like really tall, thick shoes, like stiletto style shoes? Why would he do that? Is he a transsexual? Well, <laughs> Didn't the king it was wear, actually my uh, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the king wear like platform shoes? Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. That was in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Kiss. <laughs> I did sing Kiss. I got to sing rock and roll. That's right. Night. Brian did karaoke at his own wedding. <laughs> it really was a good party. <laughs> yeah, Pat played the drums. <laughs> yeah. Ziggy played uh, guitar. Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So, so nothing really new in any of our personal lives. Not really. Nothing no. worth discussing. Yeah, no, nothing no, fun. No, no. Um, I did see a good movie. I recommend uh, no, it's a non-history movie. Studio we 6. We don't talk about those. What the fuck is oh, wrong with I'm, you? I'll just shut up. Technically, this is about history. Everything's about history because everything's in the past. So. We're fuck merely off. passing through history. <laughs> this movie is history. <laughs> if I bury you in the desert, maybe even you'll be worth something one day. What is that from? I don't Indiana know. Jones from Raiders. Uh, I'm doing I Belloc should, lines. I should have caught that. So you were saying Studio 666. Studio 666. That was the, a good movie. Oh, was that the Foo Fighters? Foo mm. Fighters horror movie was fucking fantastic. Really? Shockingly. Now, they're yeah. not actors, and it's clear, but it's the vibe that like I get 
like it I got the same vibe I did like when I when we made movies together like mm-hmm. little shorts and it's clear it's a bunch of friends like just having fun. Yeah. They had way way more production value. Oh, that, of course. Yeah, and tying me up would fucking a gag and put me in a trunk. Not that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you made it sound like a different movie. <laughs> you led with the gag. Well, that's what it was. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it, honestly, a lot of fun, gory as fuck. If you like horror movies, yeah. go check it out. Like, you don't even have to be a Foo Fighters fan. Yeah. I think there's, like, only two, like, specific Foo Fighters jokes in the movie. Yes, very good comedy horror. How does it stack up to the the great Phantom of the Park? This is an actual movie. <laughs> they don't just swap Dave Grohl out with, like, a black stuntman at one point <laughs> to do kung fu like they did with Ace. Although that would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> what are what are some of the best band movies? You like Hard Day's Night? I show Hard Day's Night to my class every year. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason so I, I guess do, you do like it. I do like the movie. Um, I think it gives them a taste of like kind of what Beatlemania was because it's hard to explain it to these kids because everything in culture now is so like split up and like um nothing's mass. It's all niche. You know, right. you'll never have something like the Beatles again where it's fucking everybody and it mm. lasts for 50 60 years you know right that's mm. not going to happen again so i show it to them and i i try to be contemporary i'm like okay you like guys know how bts has a bunch of rabid fans i'm like picture that times a million and like this is hard days night it's a fictionalized event a fictionalized movie of kind of a day in the life of the band you know mm. and i show it to them and we talk i've about never it. seen it me neither oh it's it's really good um, what's the other one they did with like indian Cultists trying to kidnap Ringo. Oh, that's help. Help. I right. c- I can't show that because there's like way better. There's like <laughs> racial stereotypes and stuff, so I stay I away from that one. <laughs> that one is more fun. Would mm. you count? You've seen it? I've seen parts. Mm. It's like more comedic and goofy. It's mm. campy. Would you count like The Wall as a band movie? Absolutely. What about Spice World? <laughs> yeah, Spice World Spice sure. is yeah. a band movie. Yeah. The Who had two of them: Quadrophenia and Tommy. I never saw Quadrophenia. Me neither. I saw Tommy though. It's terrible. Spice World was good. I saw Brave. Remember Brave? Marillion? <laughs> I forgot Marillion did one because that's barely a movie. It's so not good. It's more like a collection of music videos. Yeah, yeah that's a good. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. The Foo Fighters are probably the last band we're ever going to see in our lifetime able to do something like this. Mm, yeah, I'd agree yeah, with that. Yeah. The next, they're the, like the last rock band. Yeah, if we're mm-hmm. talking like bands that could still do something like that. Who no, I they're do, not, they but they're also his, older than the Foo Fighters. Chili yeah. Peppers also never was very theatrical. Where Foo Fighters, what are you like, talking about? They walk around with fucking socks on their cogs. <laughs> <laughs> when I, That's theater is, is, <laughs> He's yeah. like, he's like, this is like well, Equitus. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is, is that it's the equi- it's e- Equus? <laughs> fuck. And fucking Daniel Radcliffe took his dick out. Why can't flea? <laughs> He's like, I just want to see the flea dick. Oh, I, I meant like a lot of their music videos were movie style, right? Yeah, I guess like the look, Foo Fighters, as compared to Chili Peppers, where it's like Californication is pretty cinematic, man. Yeah, it's Isn't an, that just like an animation. Yes. Yeah, but it's yeah, an so awesome it's not animation. Them act, it's not them acting being silly, mm. right? They're not like when I say theatrical, like that. Dude, the Chili Peppers are all about that shit. Look at like Danny California. And, uh, all their stuff. As far as bands that could still have the potential to do something like this after Foo Fighters, I'm going to give you the list of the three bands that would have a shot. Ready? Uh, sure. Right now. Right sure. now, active like bands that are huge. Okay, but hold on. What about Metallica? Oh, well, they did that thing. Yeah, they did. Right. Yeah. Okay, go. Okay. What are Green they? Day probably could? Don't think so. Think they're, they're, think, I think their star has waxed. I they're, mean, they just had a pretty big tour. Well, they had a lot a, of bands. Had had a, uh, yeah, I, who the fuck is talking a, about Green Day? I'm talking, I'm talking about big. Yeah, uh, that was 20 years ago. I'm talking about big American bands that could do something like this. Isn't it still like? Is it still going, American Idiot? I don't know. I no, I think it closed. It closed. I don't want to be co- due to COVID, or was it like just closed? I think I think it just closed. Like it's time passed. Okay. Um, I think I think. And I'm talking like that, like we're talking 10 years these bands have shots of doing it. Mm-hmm. Green Day, probably not, but I think they're big enough where they could get away with it if they did like an American Idiot movie. Mm-hmm. I think Fall Out Boy has had enough theatrics where they could do something like this mm-hmm. at a certain point because they have like all these anthemic hits they've done now and stuff. Are they still big? They, 
their last album like had a ton of hits that p- they play at arenas. Basically, they were like, we're done doing like pop punk and emo, and they just do like rock anthems, kind of. Okay. And like it's it served them well because it kept them relevant. Mm. Um, and then uh, the next band, which. No, I think those are the only two bands. Because I was going to say My Chemical Romance, maybe, but I don't think That's they could. That's such a of-their-time type band. You yeah, know? All, but I'm thinking of the biggest, though. like, kind of the biggest active American mainstream rock bands. I mean, you could have, a, like, classic bands, I think, if they put it out. People like, yeah, look, it. if like, Iron Maiden... Like, if U2 made a movie, people are going to go see it. Mm-hmm. If fucking, you know, rattle off a classic rock band Blink that's still doing it that isn't a thousand years old. Like gun, no, I was gonna say Guns N' Roses. They they're like not existent. Yeah, but yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> what about Maiden? Maiden, yeah. Well, they're Maiden have Maiden have dedicated fans that will show up to anything they do. Like our friend Biggie, who flies around the country to right. watch them. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think you're right. I think that's kind of done. Like the arena rock scene is is going the way of the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see like a pop star do it again at some point. Like you'll have like a some like uh, Olivia Rodrigo will do a movie or something like that. By the way, you you're naming like the new stuff. You say I have no idea who these people are. You said BTS before. I didn't know what that was. What is that? BTS. Korean boy band. They're a Korean boy band that's massive. Yeah, they're huge. Insane. What Gangnam Style? No. They're K-pop, but they like dance and shit too. I think they're more like Menudo, where like they've had different members and stuff. I again I know nothing about this. It's just so much easier to produce like single artists or just singers more so than bands. Mm -hmm. You actually need to find talent for bands. Well you don't need that much talent to make like a boy band. Historically you just need like average talent. Well you need a you need a big corporation. Well (laughs) historically (laughs) like historically bands come to have like they used to anyway, they would come together organically, right? Well, that's not you'd allowed d- anymore. You'd yeah. ha- no, but that's, that's how it was. Like, you'd have a bunch yeah. of friends. They start playing music together. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And then I know. don't even think like young kids play guitar anymore. You know, <laughs> like they, they play Guitar Hero. I mean, well, no, no even that's like <laughs> probably do, fifteen years old. It's yeah. not as much as when we were younger, right. but they we, play instruments. We sound like old men. We are old men. That's because yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah, but are we middle aged yet? I don't yeah, think, I don't think officially. Yeah. We're yeah. not middle aged. We're 30. 30 and plus. We're middle aged. All right. Fine. So I'm ma- only making it to like 68. <laughs> yeah. Beaver's yeah, damned life. us. The average lifespan is 75. Beaver's like, look at your weight, you fat bastard. You'll be lucky <laughs> to make it to 68. Average, average lifespan Have is 75. Have cheeseburger, bro. you fat fuck. <laughs> wow, Beaver, you're grease. so insulting, yeah. Beaver. <laughs> you're mean. Yeah. So mean. Okay. Um. So that was a fun <laughs> little. Sorry. That was a fun little detour for us. We got to talk about stuff we usually don't mm-hmm. talk about. Um, I'm cutting all of it. <laughs> Good. Get it yeah. out of there. Okay. Right, let's get to the history. To okay. the brass tacks. The history. Um. So this one is a little personal for us. It is. What? And it's a piece of history oh. I've always wanted to know about and oh. was interested in, and I decided to do research on it. Okay. 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 I'm excited. So, in Chatham Square in Manhattan. Right? Right by Mott Street. Mm-hmm. There is a statue of a Chinese man. Yes, he's a cop. Okay. I looked into this guy because I wanted to know more about him. Mm-hmm. So, about Chinese statue man? Yes. So, real quick, uh, I refer to it as the Wohop statue. Can we give <laughs> a... See, that's the thing. We gotta give a background. That's what, what I wanted to do. Because yes. we are from New York. Yep. We have visited Manhattan more than once a night, <laughs> and we would, we would uh, go to a restaurant called Wohop. Yes. So uh, Wohop is a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown in Manhattan that used to be basically 24-7. Mm-hmm. I think they would close like one day every six months to do oh. a cleaning, and if you <laughs> went on that day, you were fucked. It, but it's, it's been around since the 30s. Yep, yeah. It is on Mott Street. Yeah. Yes, 17, 17 Mott Street. Street. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to 17 Mott Street. This is the five points, by the way. Yes. Like, yes. Historically speaking, it's mm-hmm. the old, like, gangs of New York. That was that area. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there is also 15 Mott Street, which is also Wohop, but do not go to that one. you got to <laughs> go downstairs. Yeah, 17 is where it's at. So, we need to explain our history with uh, Wohop a bit, I we think. We do? Is that relevant? <laughs> is it relevant to the story? No, but, I mean, we're talking about Wohop, yeah, right? Yeah, let's talk Wohop. I love Wohop. I've, yeah. been, I've been there a long time. I haven't been to Wohop in a while. All right, we'll go tonight. So, what are the <laughs> let's ru- go tonight. <laughs> what are th- what are the rules of Wohop? 
Uh, oh God, you really want to? Okay, we'll talk about this. Yeah. Um, Just my neighbor. Always a seventeen, never the fifteen. Yes. Right. My my. Uh, growing up, my best friend Jake and his dad were the people that introduced me to Wohop. They, his dad had been going there since the seventies, maybe even the sixties, and. We went to go see Marillion, who is one of my favorite bands, one of Brian's favorite Love bands. Love them. Um, Check out their new album. It's solid. Yeah. Um, and after the show, it was my first experience at Wohop, and this guy, Hal, asked me uh, three questions. And the first one was, do you ever smoke? And I said no, because I was 14, and I'd never <laughs> smoked. I still haven't, actually. Uh, you ever drink? The answer to that was yes. Do you ever have sex? The answer was that was yes, and thank God he was too drunk because he drove us there f- inebriated to uh, actually listen to my answer and tell my parents, because that was a secret at the time. <laughs> and uh, and then the third, that was those were three. I had to answer the three questions, and then he made me take an oath to never go to the 15, always the 17. There were two Wohops, always and, the 17. And have you broken the oath? I've never broken the so oath. So we are around an oath breaker, because <laughs> he's a piece of fucking oh. shit. <laughs> So apparently I'm very. I made everyone else take the oath. I had such reverence for this man and his three questions. I don't know. They mean nothing. Wait, but there is there is another thing. There's another thing. Yes, there is another thing. Yes, you. He says, "Do you trust me?" Because you cannot. You don't look at the menu. Look at the menu when you are on Wohop. If you look at the menu when you are in Wohop, your food will be fucked up. (laughs) You will have a bad experience. That is the legend. We have seen people have rocks in their food. Me. Yep. We have seen chip tooth. Yep. We have seen wrong orders. Roaches. Every time, Roaches. every time someone opens the menu, do not open the menu. Then you'll be all right. So outside of Wohop, there is a statue of a Chinese man, and I have always wanted to know why there is a statue of this guy. And I looked into it. Mm-hmm. He is actually one of history's biggest fuck ups. Really? And he is undeserving of a statue, in my opinion. Oh my goodness! This yes. is a hot take. Yeah, I mean, there's a statue in, in a very specific part of the city. A place of prominence. city in the world at one point, if not still. No, no, it's Tokyo, I believe. Okay, so, so his... One of, one of the biggest. Yeah. So his name is Lin Zhezhu. Okay. He is from China, and he this, this story takes place around the 1830s to the 1840s, right? Okay. He grew up in China. He did not want China to open to the West. He was against that. Okay. This was straight gangs in New York era. No, yeah. he's not in America. He is in China. But I'm just saying the era is in New 20 York. 20 years before. We're yeah. assuming he'll get to America yeah, yeah, right? in I mean, this yeah. story, right? He does not come to America. Why is there a statue what? of him in, New- yeah, in Manhattan? Well, that's that's the thing that's been puzzling me after I learned about this, <laughs> especially because he's a fuck-up. <laughs> okay. So, at the time, the U.K. is giving a shitload of silver to China, and what are they getting in return it? Opium. No. No. They are get- oh, no, they're giving the opium uh, hold to the on, Chinese. Hold on. They are, they're getting tea, porcelain, silk, and spice, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Now, they need... They're getting a little cash poor. So what they start doing is they start sending opium Send into chi- opium, right. China, right? The, the opium op- wars. The opium epidemic starts in China, and it starts getting really fucking bad, right? And there's addicts, and shit is brutal. Mm-hmm. He was like a, the guy. He's like a royal vizier. He's a governor of a state. He's in esteem. Mm-hmm. He begs Queen Victoria in a letter to stop, like, sending the drug to China. He's like, we have people dying. This is a plague on our society. Please, I'm begging you. She ignored it. A British paper published it, like, trying to be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't poison these people. He was, like, an upstanding moral guy. Uh Super moral, like, like a poet, like. Really, like, gentleman laureate-style shit, right? Mm. He's a really good dude. Um, Eventually, he goes to the emperor. He's like, we need to ban this. Like, we got to do something. The emperor is like, no. The emperor then finds paraphernalia for opium in his son's room. Now it's close to home. He's like, okay, now this is a problem. Well, I'm sure that the dynasty was making tons of money off the British. You know, that's why they 
the government would look a, would take a blind eye to the to the plight mm-hmm. of the common man. Yeah. But now it's got it's gotten close to home. You're saying it got close to home for the emperor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal. They passed the first anti-drug laws in China. This dude himself goes and arrests 1,700 dealers. British people or, or Ch- Chinese people? Chinese people that are selling opium from the British. Right. Gets 2 million pounds of fucking opium and starts, wow. and starts throwing it into the sea. Uh, that's a lot of opium. That's a lot. Obviously, <laughs> he didn't do it all at once, but okay. it's like over a certain amount of time. Okay. As he's doing it, he's reciting a poem to like God that he is sorry for defiling like the oceans this way, and, and for putting this it. poison into it, this into the sea. But it's the only way to get this blight like out of his like country. Well, isn't it just? I mean, I don't know how it's processed and shipped, but isn't it just a plant? Yeah, I I think <laughs> it's it's refi- it's, it's ready refined. to smoke. This is. This it's is not refined. like poppy seeds. It's it's like ground up and stuff. I assume it's like a powder or dust. Y- yeah, yeah, but it's not it's not harmful to the environment. It's a natural product. They're not adding chemicals. He just hates time. it. I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Level. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like if it was destroying China. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so he dumps it into the sea, right? Mm-hmm. He had been to Europe a handful of times, and he goes to the emperor. He's like, "Look, even though we got rid of this." The British are a small little island. I've been there. They're weak. We're fucking the Qing dynasty. No <laughs> one's going to fuck with us. We can't lose. It's fine. Were they killing uh, female babies at this point? <laughs> no, that no, was the communists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like, don't worry about the Brits. They're not shit. He tells oh, this that was the wrong He move. tells this to the emperor. <laughs> the Brits are like, fuck you. We're not stopping selling. We need money. Mm-hmm. They keep pouring in opium. We need that cash. Right? It's, it's one of the most egregious just colonial imperialism moments ever. It, it gets so brutal. <laughs> this guy starts the basically starts the first opium war himself by what he's pushing and what he does. Because of this, the Brits come in. With gunboats. With gunboats. They completely win <laughs> naval battles. They dominate. Completely underestimated the Brits. He gave his emperor wrong advice throughout the whole they thing. They level like every town on the Yangtze. They smoke oh, them fucking <laughs> hot. They take Hong Kong. They basically break well, China. The British built Hong Kong. Like well, Hong Kong was an island. Like China was closed to the west. Yeah. And the, they allowed the British to set up shop on the island of Hong Kong. And it turned into a massive metropolis eventually. But like that's the only place where there are British people. And then... They would just, from that point, send the drugs into the country. Yeah. But because of this, like, it becomes, like, you know, official, official British territory. Not just, like, where they are. Yes. And they take it. They smoke them so fucking hot. After this, (laughs) after the Opium War. The first one. The first one, one. there's, there's two. What happens is 30 million people get hooked on opium afterwards. Which is ten times more than it was before. Holy so, shit! So originally it was thirty. It was three million. Uh-huh. After this shit, thirty. Thirty. Holy. Which is ten percent of their population at the time. Wow, that's ten percent of Addicts. the population of China was hooked on opium. How many is hooked in, on opium in America today? Honestly, <laughs> might be a similar number. <laughs> this might dude, be, yeah. this dude is banished to uh, Jiang. Really? Yep, he's banished. They blamed there. him. He's d- completely blamed. The emperor is like, this guy gave me shit advice. No, we underestimated fuck the emperor. Then we we underestimated <laughs> the Brits. Like we should have tried something different rather than this, because now they're just fucking our day and life up. <laughs> um, while he's there, he's the first person on record to discover Chinese Muslims. But wait, what? While while <laughs> he's in uh, Jiang, the province the, in, the, in the east. In the east, yeah. It's where they have their death camps today for the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs. <laughs> um, I, am I saying it right? No, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, so he is the first person what do you on record. discovered them? Like, they didn't know they were there? They didn't know that there were Chinese Muslims. He, he is like, whoa, this isn't. Like, he gets banished there, and he goes there, and he discovers, like, that there's 
Chinese people practicing Islam. And he's like, this is fucking weird. And he writes about it, about that, like how interesting and like bizarre this is. Huh. That seems odd. Yeah. That they wouldn't just know that. It's their territory. Mm-hmm. I guess it's so far like, away they like, kind of don't care. Do they have ships going? This is like, way inland. This is like yeah, the Gobi Desert. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a cool story. So yeah. <laughs> what a story, Mark. What a story, Mark. So after this, um, obviously there's a second opium war. <laughs> where He's not involved in this one. He is not involved in this one. Um, I think he deserves a statue. Hold on. They get, oh, there's more. Okay. They get... <laughs> they they get smoked again. Um, they get smoked again. The Chinese. This time it's the French and like the Americans, and they carve up China's interests, and they give way to what the Chinese refer to as the century of humiliation. Yes, because it's the next hundred years. They're just fucking a puppet for the West, for everyone, including yeah. the Japanese, Japanese, Russia too. Right. You have all these spheres of influence, the sleeves of the Boxer Rebellion eventually, and the Peking yeah. thing. Yeah, and they, they all get fucked up and shit. Um, the Boxer Rebellion led to Boxing Day. As a result of the second... That's um, not true. <laughs> <laughs> as a result of the second uh, Opium War, mad ports had to be opened to the West. Christianity had to uh, was allowed to be right. um, practiced there, and missionaries were allowed to come in. They also, China had to legalize opium, <laughs> meaning that the shit oh, was so fun. Oh, <laughs> meaning oh. that this was now legal, and like Did it skyrocket from like thirty million yeah. to like seventy. <laughs> I don't have why numbers you beyond see, thirty. Like, in American movies and stuff like that take place in that period. You have the opium that's always run always by Chinese. There. Yeah, always. Like look at uh, Once Upon a Time in America and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And basically, this dude is banished. Eventually, they let him back in. Um, he has, like, a small position in the government, and there was a rebellion somewhere, and they send him to deal with it, and he dies on the way. I wonder if it was uh, Charles Gordon. It was in Taiwan, I believe. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I don't think that's him. But anyway, he's on the way. He dies. And, you know, years later, he's revered for his hardcore anti-drug stance, being the first, like, drug warrior. And now there's a statue of him in New York for some reason. I don't know why it's there in New York, but I think he's a noble guy, deserving of a statue. I respect Mm -hmm. him, but he's also a giant fuck-up. Well, be, he failed. He yeah. he took a shot and it didn't pl- it didn't pan out. <laughs> but he took his shot for the greater good. Right. Yeah. I so don't I blame the guy. The I don't blame the guy. I blame yeah. the situation and I blame the British. They were really yeah, being yeah, pieces of shit. What I, what I love about like the British in history is sometimes they're like so noble and awesome. Yeah. And other times they're like the biggest pieces of shit. It ever. is the duality of empire. Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, <laughs> Also, I have a little sketch I did, uh, as I do for every uh, one of these. Would you like to say Can what you the sketch that? is? Because I can't see it. That's either Chinese Brian's attempt at Chinese writing, or he's drawn little opium men in an opium den. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's opium men in an opium or den. Or Chinese writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chinese writing. Is Chinese writing. You know, you got so. an upside down boat. Yeah. Fucking it means. Yeah. Like I love houses you. Houses <laughs> actually look like you dr- you're drawing a house. All right, you like got club kids uh, getting it tattooed on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they when I see those and like somebody from China actually sees it and reads it and, like and <laughs> translates it directly and you're just like, oh, that's that's not. That's good. not what you think it means. Nope. Yeah. So what did you think of that one? That's what well, a story, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I, I could I can kind of picture why it's there like a, maybe we could piece it together like somebody like a really higher up from chinatown just like that guy and was like yeah. i'm just gonna put a statue of him or maybe a family member so i thought yeah. Yeah, i thought he was an american cop at, like for years like i thought he was like the first chinese cop in america i thought something. that too i don't blame you. i thought that too like we used to because we've seen that statue a trillion times yeah yeah kind of want to go back to see it now yeah. Now, now knowing the context. Now, now knowing the context, I really want to mm-hmm. see if there's like writing on it or something that will uh, give us a, an idea of mm-hmm. why it's there. Just proves don't fight drug wars, kids. Yeah, it's a losing <laughs> battle. It's a losing battle. Just do drugs. Always Just a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Support the British Empire. Do your own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Steve, you have something. I so, I, I realized that I stick to a theme. I love picking people. I love picking people. 
I like to yeah. hear about their story. As uh, and you're a people picker. I'm a, I'm a people picker. <laughs> so I picked Lord Byron, ah. the English poet, and it says uh, it's spelled Pierre of the UK. But how do you pronounce that? Is it Pierre? Pierre of the UK, I believe. It's like when you're the like like uh, royalty that is kind of married into the royal family. Do you mean just the word peer? Like they're peers? It's spelled P-E-E-R. Peer. Okay, sure, peer. I, I thought maybe there was a different pronunciation for it. So he's like a Kate Middleton, where he's not of yeah, royal yeah. blood? He, he was he was married, like his father married into the lordship, but then he took over that estate. So Lord Byron's a guy I've heard of, but I don't know too <coughs> much about him. Yes, so Lord Byron, you could actually, he's a English poet. Uh, born 1788, died 1824. Okay. Now, this guy's life was insane. And since he was a poet and writer... How insane was uh, it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, so insane. One of the greatest English poets. So you can find his entire life's work and story online or through books. Mm-hmm. He was a leader of the Romantic Movement. So I can kind of give you an idea of where his brain was. He's all about fucking. He's all about fucking. He fucks everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't want to, like, take away from him because this is a comedy podcast. So I'm going to go to the more funnier aspects of his life. Mm -hmm. But he has led a pretty intricate and extraordinary life. If you Mm -hmm. really want to dig into him, I highly recommend it. But we're just going to make fun of him But we're just going for the heart. (laughs) We're going for the, the, the crazy, silly stuff that he's done. So he has made famous works like Don Juan. Do, that's his before. book, yes. That is his, that is his book. Now, now, I was really impressed that he wrote that because mm-hmm. that movie came out in 2010 yeah, yeah, yeah. and it Scar was like Joe. Scarlett Johansson <laughs> and it was about how Joseph Gordon-Levitt can't stop jerking it to he porn. He was addicted to porn. And then Scar Joe like, <laughs> pulls him away from the porn. I, I didn't see the movie, but like, yeah. It's yeah. amazing that the so, guy from 1788 wrote this. <laughs> yes, it was very impressive that he knew about <laughs> internet pornography. He's ahead of his time. He's ahead yeah. of his time, yes. So... <laughs> he was, um, as most people that I pick, eccentric. Okay. To give a little example of how eccentric he was, he went to Cambridge. And at Cambridge, he got into partying. He got okay. into drugs. He got into de- gambling and debts. And he also really wanted a dog. And Cambridge said, you're not allowed to have a dog in the rooms. You're yeah. staying Oh, here. you you're can't allowed. have a doggy. But they never said anything <laughs> about a bear. <laughs> <laughs> the rules clearly state there's no... Canines so on the premises. He goes, oh yeah. He adopts a bear and brings it onto the, into his room. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> so you can see just how where this guy's mind is. What kind of bear was it? I, I, you know what? I didn't look, but I'm assuming it's like a black bear, considering it's where they are. Right. I believe it was a honey bear, <laughs> a smackerel of honey, Lord Byron. So. Well, I guess we're not playing this in the People's Republic of China. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're banned from millions of people. So, <laughs> this guy did so much fucking that when he reconnected with his half-sister, he, he got fucked her. Pregnant. <laughs> wow. I thought I was making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. In fact... What year is this about? 17. He was born in 1788. He died 1824. Okay. So, there's a... A window of insanity here. Mm. So, he decides to get married to a rich heiress. Smart move. The woman divorced him because he kept fucking his (laughs) (laughs) half-sister. There ain't no (laughs) pussy like that half-sister pussy. (laughs) You know, this show really goes to incest a lot. Yeah. I think that's just where history goes. History goes around sometimes, (laughs) yeah. Don't worry. He he does more fucking. He does a lot more. Well, thank goodness. He, He leaves England. To visit a lady, per- Perry Shelley. Perry Shelley. Mm-hmm. Where is she? Switzerland. Also uh, a famous writer slash poet of romanticism. Uh-huh. Also composed Frankenstein. Oh, that's Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm. He was banging her. Nah. He oh, is this mm-hmm. the famous... So the famous story with Frankenstein is that there were a bunch of uh, writers and mm-hmm. poets trapped in a lodge in Switzerland in the mountain. He was there? He was there. Uh-huh. So, so And one ac- of them wrote Dracula, one uh-huh. of them wrote Frankenstein. So actually, Frankenstein is the doctor. You may not know that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> so, And I, di- I didn't bring it up. There was no monster mentioned. You're just being silly. <laughs> Everyone knows that. There's not a person listening to this that didn't know that. Fuck you. 
was a, that was like the most serious and angry fuck you I think I've ever heard you say. <laughs> but it was completely unserious. Yeah. <laughs> was it? It felt sincere. It felt really sincere. So, right. so they're trapped. So he was present while she's composing Frankenstein. Why did or, you call her Perry? What's that? Why did you call her Perry? It's, it's Mary. First name. It's Perry Mary Shelley or Mary Perry Shelley, one or the other. There, it's a s- two first names. It's her real name, and then Mary Shelley then was her pen name. Yes, exactly. Oh. So. Real quick, did any of you guys read Frankenstein? I did. No, I didn't read it. How old were you? I was in college. So I tried to read it in, like, fourth grade, and I was reading it, and I got bored and never finished it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <Yeah. laughs> starts. It starts, he's in, like, a Russian uh, Arctic. He's, in, he's like, near outside the city of Archangel, which he's, like, up in the snow. I can't even recall it. I would like to reread that. Mm. Yeah, give it, give it a shot. So um, depending on which account you're going by, he was definitely present for the comp- composition that. of Frankenstein, but also fucking Shelley's sister. <laughs> <laughs> he's really definitely And he was fucking Shelley. And, and Shelley, yeah. So he was, he was swinging. <laughs> His dick must be yeah. awesome. It's <laughs> how much, to, right? how much VD to. did he have? Oh, I don't want to think about it. Um, he's banging more broads than Pete Davidson. He was, banging, <laughs> he was banging British aristocrats two at a time. <laughs> the players couldn't get a drink at the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, he, uh, he moves to Italy, and he teaches himself Armenian for the sole purpose of rewriting the Bible with what he thought were better stories. Oh. I didn't look up the stories, but I'm probably going to after this because that's cool. That so he's sounds, like, he's, he's like, a crazy person. you know what? This arc shit? Nah. You know what we nah. need? Terminators. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I might bet my life that he adds more fucking into the Bible. Probably. Like, he, that's like his go to. Is thing. that even possible? Like, everybody's always fucking and killing oh, it. It's <laughs> always possible. <laughs> well, you know what the whole deal with that is? Like, there's stuff that was cut out at the Council of Nicaea. Like mm-hmm. when, in the Bible? Yeah, in the early days of Christianity. Like, there was way more, yeah. like, stuff floating around. Mm-hmm. And uh, Con- the Emperor Constantine brought all, like, the Christian leaders to Nicaea where they hammered out what's officially going to be mm-hmm. the religion. Is there any, like, record of what was cut from it? No, right? Maybe in the back. You have to check. So on the DVD, if you go to deleted scenes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, it's yeah, yeah. all there. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta listen to the commentary, though. Yeah. Emperor Constantine is just like, yeah, we didn't like the way this was going. <laughs> it really didn't lead anywhere. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> somebody might have, somebody might have saved it in like the Vatican somewhere. Like, who knows? You know, there's definitely stuff out there. I just don't know where you would find that or, or where it exists. Hmm. I'm sure it's out there, though. Okay. The truth is out there. Someone once said that. I think it was David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, also another famous coxman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we really like going for the coxmans. <laughs> um, he sold an estate at one point with the sole purpose of helping Greece to fight for their independence. Now uh, that was who, a big thing at that time. Who would Greece be fighting? The Ottoman Turks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this would be the equivalent of if like uh, Brad Pitt. Or let's say Steven Spielberg. I don't know how much of a coxman he is, but he sold like this is like George, George Clooney. No, it's his Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's Pete Davidson selling like his Stan Island mansion <laughs> for five to ten million dollars and sending it to the to Ukraine. Ukraine. Exactly, exactly the same thing. Um, one thing that I found Pete really Davidson, the modern day poet. Modern, <laughs> okay. modern day Lord Byron is Pete Davidson. Uh, one of the more interesting things that. I found out about this man is not so much about him, but his did daughter. He, did he have a rapper that hates him and is out <laughs> to get him? <laughs> Always. <laughs> a genius. Genius. A Jesus. Well, how, how does he say, he says genius, but he spells it like J-E-E-N-Z-U-S or something like that. Genius. His daughter is Ada Lovelace. Have you ever heard this name before? Uh, yeah. Uh, Love, Lovelace, I think, is a porn. Loveless <laughs> is Lovelace. the man with no legs who was going to have uh, the Western states secede from the Union with help from Mexico and the Germans, but Will Smith thankfully stopped him with uh, <laughs> Artemis. <laughs> Artemis Clive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking spider. <laughs> so Ada Lovelace is... Um, Famously known and revered as one of the first computer programmers. She okay. was a mathematician. That That's his daughter? structured the theory of computer programming. Yes. Theory, obviously. It's 
it's the math behind it. Right. But she is known as the first programmer because she was making mechanical engineering, like, I guess, blueprints mm-hmm. of how of a system that could process information. She was kind of In arranging. the 1800s. She was arranging how everything would work uh-huh. in theory. In theory, yes. Wow. And she's without the, electricity. Yeah. And she is the product of this guy just fucking slanging dick everywhere. <laughs> you know what though? I guess if you have enough babies. What well, some of them have to be successful, dead, right? right? One of them's good. Um, I, I don't know if he had any many children. Many children. I think that's the the only real legitimate child of his because he's fucking women who Who's are the mother? Else. I couldn't tell you that information. Okay. But, yeah, I, I found that really interesting. Um, sadly, before he was able to fight Greece for with Greece um, for their independence, he, he had to race down the away. tunnel with John Travolta. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Go, Greece, lad. <laughs> so, wait, how did he die? I think he died, uh, I could be wrong, like a heart attack. Okay. Like he didn't die like a glorious death. He was going to go fight with Greece. And then he, he passed away before he could, mm. which was I in mean, 1824. Greeks seems, are dying. It seems like he had a fun life. Oh, definitely. And I, I, I very, very much undershot, like undersold everything he's done. At one point, he traveled the Mediterranean just building up debt because he knew he was going to go back and just not have to pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> so his mother was really worried because he was building up so much debt in England that he left his debtors. They tried collecting on it. He wasn't there. Build up more debt in the Mediterranean and Italy and other places. And then went back. So he's kind of a freeloader. He really, uh, and he he was wealthy. It's not like he, he couldn't pay it back. Yeah. He just was like, no. How <laughs> how did he have money again? He inherited. And he inherited. It's it. always uh, like a lot of these stories. And he married an heiress, right? And he married an heiress, but they divorced. Because yeah. he was fucking his half sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> that sister poon was too good. Always is. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have paintings of all the people he was involved with, and I gotta say, he's he's got a type. Oh, oh yeah. Oh oh yeah yeah. What you, is he like? You got like the blue eyes, blonde, uh, blonde slash Sleazy. dirty blonde. <laughs> <laughs> you got the uh, <laughs> porcelain skin. You got if you have porcelain skin, this guy's going for you. Like that's that's his way. <laughs> but you can go, but you can look him up, and he goes real really in depth of like other things. But those are the the highlights of his insanity. Are his writings of his sexual conquests like in detail? So he would write looking for Jack material brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for like 18th century eroticism. He would, uh, he would write specifically because he knew he can get away with writing poems and not having to like pay for it because it's art. So he would like throw jabs at like politicians and leaders through the poems and stuff like that. Uh, so. okay. And he also had a lot of like animals in his houses and they asked him why. He's like, oh, because they're all spirits. Mm-hmm. He would think like from the other world they would inhabit animal bodies and he would just let them walk around. Do you think that castle mm-hmm. that like he stayed in? Um, what are you talking about? Like where when he was with the, the writers, like oh. when they were snowed in. Mm-hmm. In Switzerland? Wasn't in it like a cabin? I don't, I don't know. know. I always pictured it as like a cabin. I, I like always, a mountain retreat. I always oh. pictured it was like a castle. There was a Doctor Who episode where this like this happened. It was in a castle, and there was, obviously there's like an alien and shit. But Doctor Who, yeah, but he's not a medical doctor. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, so they were in this, <laughs> they were in this cabin, and like there's a monster and shit. But it wasn't a cabin; it was more like a castle. So that's like kind of what's in my head. But okay, do you think that that must have been like? So, like, let's say you're there and you're not one of the people fucking Lord Byron, right? Mm-hmm. They all were, so. But, like, there were dudes there, too, right? He's fucking them. He's fucking them. Oh, he's like Mick Jagger. Yeah, he's fucking them. You think it's just everybody? Yeah, he's, he's like David Bowie, Mick Jagger <laughs> shit he's, going he, on. I feel like he would be the type of person that you invite him over and he's like, he comes in and he just drops his pants. Yeah. And like, you're just like, this is happening. And he's like, this is happening. And you just agree. You roll with it. I must be drained. He's going to write a poem about it later. Yes. You, you are my muse. <laughs> <laughs> you made him creepy. I must, <laughs> I must be drained. <laughs> the juices cool. must flow. <laughs> Creative juices, that is. Figuratively, <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you got in? <laughs> All right, so we are. I don't have a thing like the rest of you guys. You don't have a okay. person or an event? I have created 
a little bit of a um I guess it's a game, but oh it's more God, again. No, it's better than the last one, I promise. And the last one wasn't bad, so I shut up. The last one. Um <laughs> We are now twenty two years removed from the twentieth century. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um and it has been the twentieth century, that is, the probably in my opinion, the most transformative century in human history. More things altered the human experience than ever before. Agreed. Yeah. I have compiled, based on my own opinions, which are worth shit, eight. Everyone loves a top <laughs> ten list. I have crea- have created a top ten list of the most important and influential events of the 20th century. I now okay. task the two of you with deducing what is on my list. Okay. So number one, layup. 9-11. 9-11 was in the 21st century. You know what's really Not the 20th. First, first, first <laughs> when you were like, number one layup, I'm like, why would a basketball move? <laughs> and he, he paused, and I'm like, is he really going for this? I was, I was hoping you weren't. Okay. And we can, uh, we can keep scoring who gets the most of them. Okay. Ryan, of course, has hit one out of the park immediately <laughs> with the wrong century. <laughs> Good job, Brain. You have to admit, that would have been number one. If I was doing a completely <laughs> different topic, yes. Now, hold on. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I want to kind of. <laughs> that would have been number one if it wasn't exactly what you were talking about. Great brain. You're killing it. <laughs> oh, I can't even get my sentence out. Okay. Um, it, could this be something like if I said the invention of smartphones? Again, twenty-first century thing. But he's saying he's saying <laughs> um, if it no, was. No, I'm saying it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, like that. I've got I've got social movement. I've got technology. I've got actual okay, historical events. Sure. All right. um, okay. It's all over the place. Uh, it's a top ten list. It's the top ten list of the most important, impactful things that I feel have happened in the twentieth century. Okay, so nineteen hundred to nineteen ninety. Okay, so obviously okay. I know the first one. What is number one? Industrial Revolution. Again, that is the 19th century. Brian is now... I think he's doing it on purpose. He's picking the wrong centuries. Cotton gin. (laughs) Eli Whitney. No, not the Industrial Revolution. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. World War II. World War II is not on my list. However, there are specific things referring to the oh, world. More specific than the more. Wa- that's that was what I was going to ask. So we're more specific. Uh, the the things I have of that event are okay. more specific. Atomic bomb. The atomic bomb is my number two on the list. Okay. Number that, two. That, that's that makes sense. Okay. Uh, would Good. you like to would have like a guess, Steve? Have a have a, a guess, Stephen. This is great. Just, yeah, just dead air, Steve. <laughs> Why cut? Yeah, but I'm okay with you know. that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with taking okay my with sweet taking time. My, <laughs> my sweet ass time. The people at home are screaming out things right now. Yeah, I I know. Go ahead. I don't want to. I wanted to give Steve a turn. I would say the jet engine. Specifically, the jet engine is not there, but there is a broader thing related Airplanes. to that. Flight. I have yeah, flight. I would, yeah, I, airplanes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's it, what I meant. But flight is my number three. Okay. Okay. All right. So Ready? It's mm-hmm. one and one now. The internet. That's my number one. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that would so be. So you guys have gotten the top three right off the bat. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Brian has two. Steven has one. Okay. Can Can I guess? Yeah. yeah. Television. There's a broader thing that would encompass that that I have. Radio. Also, same thing. Media. Communications. Mass media slash pop culture. I think you have to give that. I will give it to... Both of you, I guess. Uh, number four. Okay. That is number four. Okay. You got the top four. Yeah. You got yeah. We're, we're going. We're going in order. <laughs> yeah. I mean, makes sense. I mean, um, it is interesting. Like the top four. Like we have like violence, right? Like the most know, destructive thing humanity's ever, ever done. come up with. Yeah. And the most yeah. successful thing humanity's ever done. And then like we have like internet. Flight. We have two things that are mass communication game changers. Yeah. You know, like just mass media and the internet. You know, like. Nothing has been more transformative than those two things, I think. So it's funny. Like, if you look at the world in the 1990s, the late 1990s, and mm-hmm. you compare it to, like, 2020, it is so radically different 
mm-hmm. as far as communication, the way people exactly. view things, the music, the culture, like in that such a big, short span. Yes, that was gonna be my next guess. Which is why I chose it for number one. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I I agree. Know. Whereas, like, I, w- I would have said entertainment. Like, I don't yeah. I don't feel like a tremendous difference between like 1900 and 1930. Yeah, the, the, I, there's, uh, a, well, you know, there's a difference. You've got a lot of stuff that happens in that time period, like flight and yeah, yeah. the world. The First World mm-hmm. War is huge. Um, I'm talking like culture-wise. Yeah, I, I, I often think like 1700 to 1800, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could even say that from like 1500 to 18 to 1900. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. similar lifestyle industrializations mm-hmm. in there, but. 1900 to 1999, it's a completely alien world. You take a dude from 1900 and and put him in, plop him in, and he's like, "I'm I'm I'm in an alien planet." Yes, yeah, right. Like I would have said, the next one is uh, entertainment because that. Well, I would love that in my number four with mass media. It would be mass media. Okay, then satellites like space flight. There is a space flight thing in here, but it is not that broad. Man on the moon. Man on the moon. That oh, is, I get that. That is number ten. I get that. I, I, I think Brain that. got that. I one. said space flight. Uh, fuck get you. out of here. Get That's number here. ten. You don't get that. Point for Brain. You don't get that. <laughs> we that, didn't land on the moon. That in the fu- <laughs> in the future, that may gain significance, but we just haven't done enough with it. I think as a species yet. Of yeah. space flight. Yes, we haven't done enough with it. To to make to make it bigger than some of the satellites. Other things I yes, I know that, <laughs> but it's just it you're does it, it does. It. <laughs> All right, he, you, I know you what you're saying. Me? You're saying like we're not like living on right. the moon, and, and as have, that happens, we don't we, have space colonies. We haven't done space expansion yet, right. and when that inevitably happens, it could move will, up from the ten position. That will be a bigger event, and I, obviously that's what it's striving to is to move up on my personal top. I 10 still list. get that point. Yes. You don't get the point. I, I, I give that to Brain. Fuck you. Point for Brain. <laughs> what is the score? I haven't been keeping score. I haven't been keeping it either. I, I, <laughs> I think, I think, think it's 3-1. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, Guys are doing good. Yeah. I mean, now it's going to get difficult, considering space flight is 10. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Does rock and roll mean? count, or is that That's media? In the media pop Okay, culture, I, I just yeah, wanted to make media. sure we were def- differentiating, because mm-hmm. I always said, like, the Beatles. Mm. Um, Civil rights. That's interesting. Civil rights, but that, as that a, wasn't as a that race. is a very American uh-huh. thing. That wasn't. I do race. have something very similar that is more global. Okay. Uh, anti. Well, uh, civil rights is anti-slavery too, though. So that's a little. Well, the slave thing was really settled in the 19th century, I think. Mm. Okay. Which was obviously, you know, when we um, how about global use of currency? when we invented YouTube, the 19th century. <laughs> currency trading. I do not have that, and I would say that's also a like an earlier thing. That's probably mm-hmm. the British pound and the you know stuff from the the century, the previous previous two centuries, well, really. But not on a global scale, like instant instantaneously, though. That's I guess you can count that as internet, right? Yeah, that's more now. Hmm. Well, no, it was in the nineteen. It was y- you don't have apartheid, right? Ending apartheid. No, no. Okay. However, there are things that would link into that. That I have. Because I'm trying to think mm-hmm. if civil rights isn't an answer, what would be close? It's not race, but something else. Something oh, with uh, a bigger, like farther-reaching Religion? Effect. No, no, no. no. I was going to say uh, women's mm-hmm. rights. Yeah, he's on the right track. Yeah. I have at number nine... The sexual revolution slash women's liberation. Oh, we yeah. got three more, fellas. Three <laughs> okay, more. three more. And it's 3-2, right? 3-2, we got three more. So, hmm. we've named a, a lot so far. Yeah. yeah. You guys have been doing oh, very good. The automobile. Automobile, I, I, you could correct me on this, but I'm fairly certain that is a 19th century invention. Yeah. Are you thinking like a steam car, like the Ford? And also that that's industrial revolution. The mobile, yeah. the mobile T is fucking the only it's industrial revolution. You've is, got wait, is it the the Model T? I said the mobile T, <laughs> the mobile T. You know, the Model T is definitely in the 20th century, but that's yeah. not the first car. But that's know? like the first mass-produced car. That, that is true. really like that is true. You know, I, you know um, if it's not, but mass list, production uh, as a thing is more considered with the with. Industrial, early yeah. industrialism, and I'll I'll give it to that, to like the Carnegies and the Rockefellers. 
Um, the only you've gotten all the inventions. Okay. There are no more inventions on here. Okay. All and right. we're thinking global, not just global, America. not just America. Okay, because yeah. obviously then you could be like Nam, the fall you know? of monarchies. Well, Nam plays into my number eight. Fall of monarchies there, and spread of democracy. Yeah, you fall of monarchies. Get you're so close. You're so close. And I said the spread of democracy. Fall of communism. That's another one, but uh, I have decolonization at number eight. Okay. The empires. I, I'll give that to Steve. Thank mm-hmm. you. I so what that. is it? Uh, that would be like the Vietnams of the world. No, I I know what that is. I'm at the score, dumb shit. I don't know what decolonization is. Uh, <laughs> how many did we get? So I'm not far? sitting here in my own fucking it's drool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's I don't know what the score is. I, Beaver's been keeping track. I thought it was... I think it's 4-2 or 4-3. Who's got four? I have four. I just got this one. I had two before, so it's 4-3. Right. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Because we, so we had six total. Now we had seven. There's three more. Okay. There's uh, two more. Two more. And you, get, you a, almost hit it right. Is it a 10 list? It's a 10 list. The, f- uh, the, well, if it's four, three, the Berlin Wall coming down. How do, we have t- how do we have two more if it's 4-3? So it's not 4-3. Oh, so. yeah, you're right. Oh, well, didn't, like, I give you both a point for mass media? Na- that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Berlin Wall coming down. I have the rise and fall of the Soviet, Soviet Union. Yeah. As number four. Uh, as no, yeah, as number that's, that's uh, six. As number six. Yeah. So I can't, I can't beat you, but that we did we did good. So we we got one more, more right? and I think this, that is, is, this is a pretty straightforward. I thought so, you might have gotten this, so, like, first. So, hold on. The last one. Really? Real quick. Yeah. So, we. I want to talk about the wall coming down. Okay. That is such a honestly, I this is I have a couple of memories in my life I associate with my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. The f- Berlin Wall coming down is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really young because I'm born in 87. So and you're I a year old. I believe it, no, came, 80, it, it came down in 89. The wall, yeah, the wall's 89. Mm-hmm. So I remember wow, you remember that? I so I remember being at my family's house, right? And it's so vague. Mm-hmm. I remember we all sat down on the TV. And you just had this. Well, not yet. We didn't sit on the TV. On the TV yeah. We sat around the whole TV and everyone was watching it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the image of the wall coming down, I have like a vague recollection of seeing it as a little kid. Hmm. And I've had that, like, my whole life. Like, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, and we were at my first house like when i was a real real little kid and then my other first memory like earliest memory i can recall is i think it's the first or second episode of um the simpsons (laughs) i'm dead serious okay it's the episode where uh, bart cuts off jetted oh the head the head yeah where he cuts off (laughs) jetted springfield's head oh i remember that those are my two earliest memories wow yeah Okay, so we have one you know, left. One right? left, and I, I honestly thought you guys were going to get this as, like, the first one. Really? What what number is this on your list? This is number five. I mean, we got, like, the, the top three right off the bat. Well, yeah. I, so. But I just I just figured, like, chronologically, this is the second oldest. This is the second, second oldest. oldest. Yeah. And it's not in Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. We have two more. I told okay. you we had two we more. We had two more. I'm sorry. Okay. This guy does we have two more. And what's, is that the sixth one? We have number five and number seven are still out there. Number seven. Number five and number seven. Okay. Okay. And all inventions are gone. Inventions are gone. So this okay. is. Uh, are there conflicts left? There is. World War One. Specific. Trench warfare. Mm-mm. Treaty of Versailles. Nope. Chemical uh, warfare banned. Nope. Yeah, but earlier. The spark that lit the powder. That is keg. exactly right. <laughs> Gabriello <laughs> Princep shooting that son of a bitch. Uh, what is that? Wouldn't you, just, <laughs> wouldn't you chalk it up for World War One? I? I, I the start of World War One because that single event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Li- it, it. It, it, it does everything. Yeah. It creates okay. a, two world wars. Yeah, you know? like <laughs> like my dude, my dude, uh, Lin Zhao starts two opium wars by right. himself, basically. Yes. And Princep does the same thing. Yes, on a much mm-hmm. grander scale. Yeah, which changes okay. the fucking world. Right. Uh, okay. History, yeah. Okay. One. So this is one more. I got one more. And this I is believe a, I won. 
I believe you have. You yes. you won before that. Suck my dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't win the last game. <laughs> That's all that matters. And neither did you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's right. Lose. Get him beat you. I tied you, bitch. <laughs> but I didn't lose. <laughs> um, um, is it the rise of Hitler and fascism? No. No, okay. be, and I I thought about putting that on, but my thinking was it was snuffed out so quickly yeah, that it didn't deserve a a place in the top ten. I mean, it does change so much, and like, yes. obviously, oh, is it the Pax Americana? No. Okay. No. No, that doesn't do much. <laughs> that's huge. But yeah. That's kind of like the Compared overall, it's else. the American century, yeah. for Christ's mm-hmm. sake. Um, this is a, uh, it's in the realm of economics. Hmm. Oh, Federal Reserve? No. <laughs> Income tax? No. <laughs> Fucking bastards. <laughs> Economics. Yeah. Hmm. It's a big big one. Hmm. I the minting of the dollar? No. No. Uh, I need I need some sort yeah, of I don't, I don't hint. Know. It's in the first half of the century. It okay. is a long period of time. A long I'm period. I'm handing oh, to you on a silver platter here, The Great guys. Depression. There you go. Oh, uh, okay. Depression. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. And the all the things that come attached to that. Yes. Yeah. FDR. Right. Was that – So, because I, 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 I don't know fully. It is a global, it's global. economic downturn. Yeah. How – like, is it like, like the West? Without, without, without the Great Depression, you don't have Nazism. You yeah. don't have Italian fascism. Communism. Right. Yeah. The Soviets okay. don't like yeah, the rise of communism all over the world mm-hmm. and different theories on how to deal with the Great The Depression. bottom line is when there's mass inflation and mass hunger, you get Bad wacky things. ideologies that <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> that arise. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Okay. People get hungry, people start dying. Yep. Yep. That's a pretty good list. Thank you. That was that was fun. Solid. I'm glad you guys liked that. Yeah. yeah. All right. And that ought to do that'll put the fucking kibosh on this episode. What not yet. Um <laughs> when are we uh gonna talk about the cotton gin? <laughs> is that for the just, uh is that for the fifteenth century? Do, list? When we do uh, that's the eighteenth century. Charlemagne it's the invented the cotton gin. Charlemagne did not invent and I'm just a, I'm Oh just my a god, big, you're all over the place. I, a, <laughs> my head's gonna explode from the inaccuracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a big stupid idiot. <laughs> I don't know what's going he on. He doesn't know what decolonization is. <laughs> Um, so it's t- the time of the episode where we pick our next uh, yeah. movies that we're going to watch. All Did right. Charlemagne invent champagne? <laughs> no! Charlemagne was the god. No! T-H-A-G-O-D. <laughs> it's the father of Europe. <laughs> Do you think Charlemagne the god knows who like the real Charlemagne is? You have to, right? If or you, you just, name yourself. I mean, he's the grandfather of hip-hop. He's a so rapper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Patrick keels over and dies. <laughs> I'm rolling with monks. I'm here to convert oh you heathen punks. <laughs> that's that's my Charlemagne. Loved it. I mean it. Thank you. Brian's the holy Roman rapper. <laughs> Perfect. Lyric for lyric. Yep. Okay, uh so it's movie time. Steve, you went first last time, right? I did go first, yeah. So, uh, uh, who Tony, you could go first. Yeah, you, you can go. Okay. By um, the way, I've decided I'm only calling you Tony at the end of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You're Anthony Big until T. the end? Because I did this last time, yes, too. <laughs> now I'm Tony. Um, I saw this movie that I picked uh, when it came out back in 2007. Okay. And I thought it was boring as shit. And I've ever since wanted to revisit it because it's on a topic I am very interested in and I love hearing about and watching stuff about. I picked the HBO Films f- movie, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, which is about the Wounded Knee Massacre with Sitting Bull and the Sioux. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, you ever see it? I never saw it, no. Oh, this is, uh, is going to be fun. I thought when you said HBO film you were going to do and starring Pancho Villa. Uh, That's another good one. I thought about that too. I like that one. So, um, do you want to do yours? Oh yeah, I'll go second. Okay, um, I'm torn between a couple. Yeah, pick one. But I think I'm going to uh, mix it up a bit, and I am going to pick a sports movie. I'm going to pick a movie I've never seen. 
called 42, which is about Jackie Robinson uh, breaking the color barrier in baseball. When did that come out? That came out a couple of years ago, and Harrison Ford is in it, and Chadwick Boseman, who is now passed away, who was the Black Panther, he was in it as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've never seen it. Did you ever see Pride of the Yankees? No. The Lou Gehrig movie? Yeah. No, I never saw that. I hear that's good. I would watch Mm it. Okay. Uh, Steven? So I got uh, also a change of pace here. Okay. Um, Since... We got to get back to wars. (laughs) 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 Mutiny on the Bounty. Yeah. That's a good one. I never heard Mm -hmm. of it. I've heard the name, but I don't know the... Marlon Brando. Oh. Met his wife on the set of this. Oh, I thought you were about to say, I met his wife. <laughs> you met he knew wife. her yeah. in the biblical sense. <laughs> Am I the Lord now? That's, um, that's cool. Yeah, uh, it's about a true story. So uh, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I think we got a nice uh, diverse uh, thing of picks. We're very diverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a buzzword these days. You want that in your corporate meetings. Yes. <laughs> People are all about giving us money now. Diversity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, it's time to wrap this up. Let's say goodbye. Goodbye, John. Goodbye. Um, so, I know they don't want to plug anything. Please follow me on Twitter, at Brian Rupert. That's Brian Rupert with two Ps. You could send us an email at reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. Uh you could also follow me on Letterboxd, where I will be ranking uh, every single movie that we watch. I also review every single movie I watch in my personal life. So if you're interested in my thoughts on any given movie, you could probably find it there if I've seen it within the past two years. So I'm Brian Rupert on all social media, and thank you for joining us on this episode. And again, we have to give a big thank you to Helm Steve Dave for letting us record down in Beautiful Tell Him Steve Dave Studios, TSD Studios down in Hazlitt, New Jersey. Uh, come on down, visit them, buy some merch, say hi to get them. Uh, subscribe to the TESD Patreon. I do some work there behind the scenes. And uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Take care and bye. <laughs>